0: I'm here with Billy Lever-Taylor, she presented quite a lot of qualitative findings here, particularly relating to the Stacey study. Um, So yeah, Billy, tell us a little bit about this work.
1: Um, Yes, so the Stacey study has been the qualitative strand of ESME. Um, So um, we interviewed 52 women who had experienced um, a perinatal mental health difficulty and had some kind of treatment for that. Um, They could have been supported in the community or um, in an inpatient setting um, by specialist perinatal services or general mental health services. So a really wide range of um, different Kind of presentations we saw. And whenever um, we interviewed a woman, we asked whether she had a family member who might be willing to speak to us as well, so that we could sort of capture family members' views both on the woman's care on, and on their own inclusion in her care or any support they were offered themselves. Um, and then, as well as that, we interviewed, well, we ran focus groups with clinicians. Um, so we did 10 focus groups with clinicians from different types of service, so mother and baby unit clinicians, acute ward clinicians. Um, clinicians working in improving access to psychological therapy services a whole range really and we collected all these different opinions to try and understand experiences of care for perinatal mental health difficulties really. Um, How did you analyze
0: yeah. it and come back with the, the results that you've got?
1: So for the most part um, we used thematic analysis because we had such a large kind of corpus of data um, we ended up looking in detail at um, particular types of service often sometimes comparing um, for example, mother and baby units to acute psychiatric wards, um, trying to look at different diagnoses, so perhaps looking at the experiences of women with a personality disorder diagnosis or women with a diagnosis of psychosis. Um, so sort of trying to break down the data sometimes to, into smaller, more manageable bits and un, understand in depth um, what women and their families and clinicians thought about all these different sort of parts of the care and support that they received. And we also did quite a lot of work looking at um, experiences of partners and other family members, um, which I have done separately also as part of my PhD. <laughs> I
0: thought it was really interesting, the couple scenario that yeah. you gave there, or the, the story that you gave. Um, You obviously don't want to go into any detail with that, but give us a Mm -hmm. bit of a kind of top-level picture of... How the kind of complexity of these issues yeah. was kind of shown through that
1: yeah so it was really fascinating doing some analysis where we looked at women's interviews alongside those of their family members trying to look at both of their perspectives on the on the care that was received and what was fascinating in a way was that you often saw that they had quite um, competing or almost conflicting accounts of what was going on of their interpretations of the women's difficulties and um, and it became quite clear that often um, women's difficulties Uh, happen in a kind of much wider interpersonal and social context Um, and although it was the woman who was generally diagnosed with the perinatal mental health difficulty you could see that in fact they were embedded in this sort of wide context, often the whole family was struggling in some way and then their interactions with services and their experiences of the support that they received were sort of affected by those family dynamics Um, and what we found was that um, women and their family members alike talked about how services had a tendency to sort of focus on the individual mother and baby um, and to some extent marginalize or neglect to think enough about the family or the wider interpersonal context Um, and a part of that you see reflected across other research as well I think across child development literature where mothers are sort of the seen as the primary parents and fathers somewhat peripheral you see it in maternity service research and and elsewhere Um, and it seemed to be reflected in our data so um, one of our findings was um, around a need really for um, services to think about how to um, include and think about families more Um, but but on the other hand recognizing that that can be really complicated often um, as I presented um, the the couple I presented today had a very um, conflictual and difficult turbulent relationship in the context of having a baby Um, so it was clear that the woman also needed kind of privacy and time alone with professionals you You quite often found that family members were also worried about um you know fathers saying that they weren't sure that they were really allowed to discuss their needs or that it was in some way challenged their masculinity um, women being a bit unsure about whether they wanted their family members more involved so a lot of sort of on the one hand people saying families are neglected and on on the other hand this kind of ambivalence where they're not sure that they want to be more included or supported more or quite whether they would take up support so a sort of it's really challenging I think for services to handle those difficult dynamics and handle that ambivalence but it seems like too important to ignore so there's a need to think of ways to um not to sort of not for services not to kind of reinforce and legitimise those sort of gender norms that you see in society, um, and to kind of find ways to challenge that and to sort of think family in a way.
0: And if professionals are listening to this who work in acute mental health care, mm-hmm. what are the kind of key messages that you think come out of this qualitative work that they should be acting upon?
1: So for acute care, um, well, I think. One of the key messages is um, around sort of discharge from. So, in so in general, our findings around mothers who had accessed mother and baby units or acute psychiatric wards, for example, crisis resolution teams, it was clear that there was a preference for mother and baby units in the qualitative data. Anyway, um, that sort of specialist support, um, being able to remain with the baby, um, mothers feeling that acute wards weren't really well set up to to help them with the sort of context of motherhood and to meet their needs as new mothers, and that crisis resolution teams as well. Lacked that that perinatal expertise sometimes and that ability to tailor care to the perinatal context Um, so that sort of specialist expertise came out as being important Um, but across across mother and baby units and acute wards um, women sometimes talked about experiencing difficulties after discharge so um, I think I presented in my slides that in fact in the focus group with mother and baby unit staff they talked about how a mother and baby unit could be quite womb-like and in a sense that was perhaps what women needed at that moment but then um, when they were discharged home they could find they were perhaps discharged into the same turbulent relationship dynamics or the same social context the same difficulties that had been there before um and thinking about how to make sure they're able to maintain um you know their recovery once they're discharged and you saw i think in the quantitative data quite a high level of readmission actually so um yeah it could be i think that was one of the key things around discharge and and also just how to i suppose um you know It's great that perinatal specialist services are being funded more but women are also going to continue using other services so how to make sure that clinicians in general mental health services and elsewhere health visitors midwives as well um, feel well equipped to support this population too Um, yeah
0: this, this question of what we do at discharge is really key, isn't it? And so it was something that the panel discussed a little bit towards the end of the day there, and they were saying, you know, care coordinators need to work harder at knocking on doors, and, you know, <laughs> we need to do digital interventions to kind of reach people, face-to-face to support afterwards. Have you got any thoughts about how we go about doing that, given the kind of way services are organised? at oh,
1: the moment? I think it's really tricky. I think some, you know, some women talked about how actually... Um, you know, one problem was that on a mother and baby unit, for example, they had help with their child and just looking after the baby, and then they came home and there wasn't that kind of similar support in the community. So some of it is a quite, you know, lack of sort of practical support around mothers sometimes and things like that. Um, and I'm, I think there is, um, I'm sure, there's much scope for digital interventions and more of that kind of thing to be done in the community as well. But but also sometimes thinking about. Um, how to encourage people like fathers and other family members to access that kind of support um, because we know that often they, they don't quite access it and clinicians really struggle to involve them or to help those around the mother to support the mother things like that yeah. as always
0: the kind of qualitative stuff that gets presented at these events is by far the most interesting and that's the kind of <laughs> color that we so badly need so thanks very much for presenting it so sensitively and thoughtfully <laughs>
1: thank you for speaking about it it's been a really lovely study to work on um you know really interesting to hear, hear all the women's and their family members stories really so thank you <laughs>